We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Field of 68. Field of 68 till I die. You got somebody, hey, Jeff, shut up. Hell no. I'm sorry, man. I blacked out for a second. <laughs> this is Alabama coach Nate Oates. When we're not playing, I watch Field of 68's After Dark Show. This is coach Bruce Pearl. I love the Field of 68 After Dark Show. This is Duke head coach John Shire. Check out Field of 68 After Dark. This is Xavier head coach Sean Miller. I highly encourage you to take a look at After Dark. Now listen to you guys every morning when I'm getting ready. This is Field of 68 After Dark. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. The first two teams to make the Final Four are officially here Florida Atlantic, the Yukon Huskies, the number four seed Yukon Huskies. We have half the final four set. Field of 68 after dark. We are presented by our partners at Bet River Sportsbook. We are presented by our partners at Underdog Fantasy. Um, 100% deposit match up to $100 with code FIELD at underdogfantasy.com. Rob Doster, Terrence Oglesby, Jeff Goodman. We are live in the T Mobile Arena in Las Vegas where we just watched. UConn cut down the nets after uh, smacking around a very good Gonzaga team by 28 points. But believe it or not, that is not the biggest story of the day. That is not the biggest story heading into the Final Four because that is going to be Dusty May. That is going to be the number nine seed, Florida Atlantic Owls T.O. They knocked off Kansas State. They knocked off Marquise Noel. They won 79-76 to in Madison Square Garden. Florida Atlantic went into the Garden and knocked off Kansas State to advance to the Final Four. How about that? By committee. You remember before the tournament started, everybody was wondering, like, please, guys, don't give this team an 8-9 game. Yeah. Please, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. doesn't matter. They do it. They're, they're, uh, everybody's talking about collectives now. I'm just going to call that team the Florida Atlantic Collective because <laughs> it's, uh, it's so well-balanced in how they attack you. Uh, Golden on the inside was very good today. He was very good. And I think one thing you can take away from this team is you have a bunch of guys that are unselfish, one. Two, I think your big man needs to be your third or fourth option on a championship team, if that makes sense, because that's what he is. He's spectacular in my mind. He plays his role well. He's huge, another thing. He's not just big for that league. He's big, period. And just the by-committee approach is the thing that's most fun about this team. Mm -hmm. You know, they couldn't let – we talked about it. Obviously, Noel and Keontae Johnson both go off. Right. They didn't. They didn't. Noel went off. He had 30. Keontae Johnson had nine points, and he fouled out fairly early. 
yeah. in the second half. So I, I think that was the key. That was something that other teams have been unable to do so far in the NCAA tournament. But again, like you said, like collectively, that's what this team does, right? Defensively, they're very good. And offensively, they're balanced for the most part. They're balanced. They're not relying on one or two guys. And Kansas State was. And I think ultimately, the other thing is they don't get rattled. Mm -hmm. They do not get rattled. They've been down before in this tournament. And they came, you know, come back today, right? They're, they're yep. down. We think they're kind of, you know, going to lose late in that second half. And all of a sudden, they go on, what was it, a 15-1 run? Right. Mm -hmm. You yeah, know, to 15, solidly they were take down the lead. 57 to 50, and they went on a 15-1 to run over the course of five minutes to more or less put that game away and put that game to bed. I know that Kansas State made a little bit of a run at the yeah. end. Um, but what makes this team so dangerous to me, T.O., is that with a team like Kansas State, yep. you have to have both your dudes go off. Yep. You have to have them both go up. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to beat good teams. We saw that tonight. With Florida Atlantic, you never really know where it's going to come from. Right. right? How difficult does that make them to prepare for? Uh, incredibly difficult, especially when it comes down to the last two minutes. Uh, I mean, I always like to say, I always like to think you need to have a pecking order in the last minute and a half. I'm not really sure this team has that. Uh, but at the same time, like we talked about their collective production. And that's kind of what we were emphasizing there. But I think their collective toughness, too. They played nine guys. Almost every one of them had two rebounds or more. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's not just scoring points. It's not just passing the ball. It's a bunch of similarly skilled guys that can make things happen for somebody else. And whenever that collective toughness is there to the point of which it is, was today, too. I mean, Marquise Noel, like, he, what a, what a He's tournament. He's a killer, man. He's, He's a killer. Nice. He's a killer. And. Yeah. And they were still able to hold him down just as much by throwing different bodies enough, at him. Enough, enough, right? Well, yeah, that's right. But they I didn't mean, hold him down at all. Right. Well, all they was did he? was what on was the he last from the field. He was ten of twenty-one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he had thirty he points. In, he had thirty points and twelve assists. No, they didn't me. hold him down. Eight of twenty-one. Eight of they, twenty-one. They, what what they did was on that final possession was they got the ball out of his hands, and that was the first. I can't time believe he gave it up. That yeah. was like the yeah. first time in the second half. They well, and then he drove in. Before that, and, mm -hmm. and tried kind Missing of a, yeah. yeah. It was it was again. That's the hard part. Right? I wonder five, if they seven. were going to yeah. I wonder if they were going to try to let him get rid of it and then catch a flare screen on the backside. That was the only reason I could have seen him no, giving that ball because Masood was getting ready to fire that thing. He well, he, he was, was getting ready deep. to fire it from and where the coach's box was. Yeah, I mean like, deep. yeah, it was tough, tough right. last play. So I, here's I don't my take question. the ball out of Noel's hands. No, here's my question for you guys: Where does this sit in terms of? all-time greatest Final Four Cinderella's because you have VCU, I get it. Yep. You have George Mason. That was a great run. But those are two good programs. Those are two pretty good programs that are, that are well-resourced, mm. right? I mean, VCU's got great resources. Sure. George Mason's got pretty good resources. This program does not have resources. Uh, Maybe other than, I think it's like UTSA and Florida International, they're the worst in the league in terms of, of budget and resources. Really? Their arena needs major upgrades, uh, major upgrades. I was just in it a couple months ago, and uh, they're going to do it now. There's I some mean, money coming now, in now. I now they'll be okay. There'll <laughs> yeah. be some money for upgrades. There'll be some money for Dusty May and, and his, his – There better be some money for NIL too because we're going to yeah. talk about that in yeah. a second. But I, Where I, does it sit? Like to, to, yeah. to me, the greatest Cinderella run of all time is – this is going to sound a little crazy, but it's Villanova in 1985 because Villanova actually won the title. 
Right. 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 Um, and then once you get beyond, yeah. Then what you well, they actually, had to beat Georgetown. Yeah. True story. I was born during that game when Villanova beat Georgetown. How about that? My dad got in a lot of trouble for running out of the delivery room to go watch the game <laughs> too many times. Yeah. I, I think that. I was built for college basketball. That's right. That's um, right. I, I, to me, that's the greatest Cinderella run of all time. But once you get beyond that, like, I think VCU going first four to final four, because you got to win five games yep. instead of just four, is one that really stands out to me. Um, it's just this one's different is all different. I'm saying. And, it's and, almost a better coaching job because you know what Dusty May did? All season, he, became, he was the only one-bid team that got in that large, that was in position to get in that large. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That was it. Charleston fell off, mm-hmm. right? FAU stay there. And now what they're doing in the tournament, proving that that was not a fluke. Yeah. Like the VCU thing, they barely got in, Rob. They they shouldn't have gotten in. Correct. The George, when George Mason right. got in, yep. they they were the team that everyone was like, how did they get in? That's the what tournament? I'm saying. Like FAU earned it. Yes. They did it in the regular season, and well, now they're doing it again. They're showing that, you know what? This thing isn't isn't fluky at all. And at may, all. what they're showing is that maybe we should put a little bit of respect on the name of these mid majors that have great uh, great seasons. Just because you go out and you win thirty games against teams that aren't necessarily like, you know, the 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 big high majors, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe you lose in your conference tournament. What this is proving is we should we gotta we gotta believe in those teams. Yeah. If you put together a season like they had. Give them a bid. What's also kind of interesting is we talk so much about the extra year of eligibility and how it's spread out the talent. That this is still a young team that could all come back next year. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, that, and without knowing, for somebody without knowing the resources, Jeff, like like yeah, you do, yeah. obviously, like whenever you bring that into the equation as well, just I'm not going to say lack of support. I guess it would be lack of support. It is lack of support. So like so far that changes some. Things. I mean, Matt McCall, Field of 68, mm-hmm. and we should have him on talking about this soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was an assistant there 15 years ago for Mike Jarvis. Mm-hmm. He went in the building this year to call a game, and, and he said it was basically like going back in time. Nothing had changed in you know, 15 years. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, the resources for NIL. You mentioned kids uh, potentially having every – I think I got that backwards, but whatever. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Dusty May was asked in the, in the post game about the transfer portal and about finding a way to keep this roster together. And this is what he said – they're getting recruited now. They've been recruited throughout this tournament, which is wild when you think no, about it. It's disgusting. That. Yes. It's disgusting. And and I, I thought about doing this and I'd like to do this. If I get my hands on any of those text messages mm. or or who's doing it, I can't wait to put it out there nationally. Like I will put it out there in two seconds because yeah. it is absolutely disgusting. During that, the season. Well, you're in an NCAA tournament run? Exactly, exactly. Give me a break. Like, that's bullshit. It is. That's it? Well, again, yeah. yeah. Like, like (laughs) if it happens, to be honest, that coach should should be exposed. Should be exposed for what they're doing. And should face sanctions. It's bad enough. Yeah, should. Right, agreed. Like, if you're still in your season, you, you better. Now, again. They're getting around it. What Dusty's referring to is not that they're calling the kid directly. Right. Not that they're texting the kid directly. What they're doing is they're going to hit up their AU coach. They're going to hit up if they have a, a mentor, a guy, whatever it is. They might even have, you know, an NIL agent. I don't know what they got. Mm-hmm. But whatever it is, that's what they're doing. So to take themselves off the hook, the kid's not going to have a text message directly from another co- If they do, man, that, that's, that's a – 
about as dumb as. Well, as how many you can kids be. are represented at FAU? No, probably none. See, probably that's none. The thing. That's like the, so but I'm saying they're going through. through no, they're going through their AAU coach or their high school coach if they know them or their mentor or mm-hmm. whoever it is. But none of those kids were really like EYBL kids or anything like that, were they? I mean, they might have been on the bench. Maybe. Sure, sure, sure. Yep, yep. No, it's gross, man. It's gross. It, it, just for that to be happening during the NCAA tournament is disgusting. And, and, and the Dusty's such can, a good dude, too. Like, yeah. that's the other thing. You're going to do it to a guy like that, looking yeah. at, at, at the program he's I've heard, built. I've heard of worse things happening when it comes to recruiting I know, kids. I know. It, it, it's amazing what Dusty's done. I, I yeah. first met Dusty when he was a GA at Indiana. Manager, uh, for right? Mike, yeah, for Mike yeah. Davis. He was a manager, then a GA. And, uh, you know, I, he's got more shit to him than I thought. Mm-hmm. You know, I, even when we were just talking, we, we drove from – practice and uh he had a uh a guy is this going to be the magician story again no i'm not going to go have another magician go story mentalist mentalist, mentalist. not ventriloquist not right. magician so we were mentalist. we were driving about 20 minutes to uh to this hotel for them to get a good lunch they were all excited about it because they don't have many big boosters there mm-hmm. and now they're winning right people are paying attention and this guy who owns this big hotel in boca invited him for lunch you should have seen how excited they were for the big, you know, like this this good spread and everything like that. And then they got the mentalist after. But I was, you know, talking to Dusty along the way, and I was just like, all right, like, I, I think I forgot a little bit. He just looks like – like uh, Opie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he does, right? Yeah. He looks like that just kind of good old boy mm-hmm. who's never going to do anything wrong. And, again, he's got some shit to him. So yeah. I, I, I love this All story. All-American kid. Yeah. All right. yeah. let, let, me, let me ask you guys this. So – Generally speaking, in the NCAA tournament, you want to root for upsets early, and you want to root yes. for blue bloods late. We now have a program in Florida Atlantic that is heading to the Final Four. Is that a good thing for the sport? Because you're able to get, uh, you're able to say that anybody can win. You get these miracle runs. Everybody loves a Cinderella. The two of the three most watched basketball games, period, not just college basketball in 2022, were St. Peter's in the Sweet 16 and St. Peter's in the Elite Eight. Everybody loves the Cinderella. But is it a good thing for the sport to have them playing on the biggest stage? When it the, look at last year, have right? we ever have we ever seen it to where the TV ratings were awful because one particular team was in the? I, I don't know. I'm asking. I don't think it'd be one though. Here, I, I think it's going to be the collection potentially. But but we may get again. Listen, you know, if you get Texas with now, obviously with UConn and Creighton, it, you're not. Yes, you're not getting Kentucky, Kansas, Carolina, Duke. I, I get it, but. I you think he'll still have San Diego have State, and you could, uh, right, you could have yeah. San Diego State. I mean, yeah. but it's Texas in Houston. There's going to be a lot of Texas fans in Houston. That would be something that would be good. You have some of them showing up. I don't know if Texas really matters in Texas. If Texas basketball still matters, let's put it this way: the ticket will not go for a ton of money this year at the Final Four, mm-hmm. right? I mean, because you're just not having one of those fan bases that's bringing, you know, a ton. Of, you know, hopefully again enough people bought tickets beforehand, but. My, it's my, just, are there it's, enough people in the state of Connecticut to? There's enough people. I don't know how many people are going to make. Well, it now the women are out. So, yeah, the women you know, are out. So that might help a little bit. Well, it would have been nice if they were to because they were playing in Dallas. Right. So, so you they could have been able to go both. back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth. Which yeah. pretty wild trip and a pretty wild four days. But uh, listen, we need to talk about UConn because Dan Hurley said it in the interview we got with him, they are officially back. Goodman's going to have to tell you how good they are, and I'm going to sit here with the biggest smile on my face. <laughs> Feel the 68 after dark. Oh, you're not doing the underdog 
Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play college basketball pick'em, where you can get a little extra sweat during March Madness and win real cash prizes simply by picking player stats in this weekend's games. In pick'em, all you do is predict whether a player will go higher or lower on Underdog's projected totals, whether that's points, rebounds, whatever. For example, if you're like me and you think Zach Eady is going to go nuts in this tournament, pick higher on his points projection, add up to four more picks, and if you hit them all, you can win 20 times your money on a single game. Underdog's slick mobile app is easy enough that dummies like Jeff Goodman have even figured it out. So go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app and use the code Field F I E L D and Underdog will match your deposit up to a hundred bucks. Now is the time to get in on the madness. So remember, UnderdogFantasy.com promo code. Shout out, Underdog Fantasy, and we will. Uh, we're coming back here soon. Thirty seconds for break. Do we have any questions in the chat, real quick? I think we may have to take a little break from the chat questions after last night's uh, no more chat questions maybe maybe we if we get actual basketball no, we'll, we can cool we'll, we'll take some more we'll, yeah we will take them in there throw them yeah. in there chat we'll, th- we'll take them a little cleaner than last night or how about this maybe we need a better person giving the questions to us a better mediator a better right. mediator. So right. a better mediator. listen we may need trevor to, to we're back at five check him mm-hmm. welcome back field of 68 after dark Terrence Oglesby, Jeff Goodman, Rob Doster. We are live T-Mobile Arena here in Las Vegas where we just watched the number four seed, UConn Huskies, the number one team on Ken Palm. As of this moment, absolutely mollywop against Zagatine. nobody is happier. Good word. Nobody mollywopped. Is, I like, I like that one. That's, that's a good great. word. I had to get that in there for you just so you would be able to. I, I you needed have kids. a smile on you your have face. Kids. I respect that. I yes, respect that. there you go. So 82-54. Um, I don't. I don't know what I expected out of this game. I think you expected this. Oh, you, you, yeah, you were all in on this. All right? in. I was like, what way, what avenue is there that Gonzaga can win this? There game? wasn't one, and and we saw not right away because Gonzaga hung with them for the first ten minutes. They did. They hung with them. Well, I mean, every every game starts zero zero. No, but it was like what twenty five twenty three, at one point. Yeah, I just don't know what you did. UConn wasn't making shots. Yeah. But, man, this was an absolute uh, domination yep. by UConn. Another one. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the fourth straight that they've, they've uh, pretty much won this one easy. All right, so when you said UConn is back, can I read you a, a, a tweet from 2018? Yes. So my tweet was, and listen, when he got hired, there was no bigger proponent of hiring Dan Hurley than me. None, mm-hmm. period. So my, my tweet on – November 15, 2018, which was, what, four and a half years ago. Um, wonder if the pro Kevin Ollie fans and ex-UConn players still think it was the wrong move to get rid of KO and hire Dan Hurley. This was a no-brainer. Hurley's a grinder and a hell of a coach. Just wait until he upgrades the talent in stores. He took over a complete rebuild. Again, I wrote the story on Kevin Ollie mm-hmm. that, that I think, you know, I, I'm not going to say contributed to him being fired, but there was a lot of stuff in there about him not grinding. A lot. I talked to a ton of people around the program, and they replaced Kevin Ollie with a guy who is an absolute killer mm-hmm. in his work ethic, and there's almost something missing with Dan in a way because he just needs to, to, to prove himself. He needs to win. 
again, Andrea Hurley, his wife, summed it up best with Dan Hurley. And, and she said, uh, when he loses, when he, when he loses, he's miserable. When he wins, he's miserable. He is <laughs> never, he is never um, completely happy and never completely satisfied. And that drives him. And that has driven him uh, at UConn to get to this point. And I, I think he's happy today. But, again, I think he's going to wake up tomorrow morning and be like. Not wake up. We just talked to him in the back, and yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah you know, uh, we got to, I guess we got to celebrate at some point, but I already just told my assistants to go start downloading clips of Texas and Miami so we can watch him on the flight back. Like, yeah. it, it, there's there's a certain way that he's wired, and, and I also do yes. think that it's. I think it's um, a little little brother syndrome a little bit. Well, yeah, that's like, what I was about to say. Sure. Like, is, is, is he, he's never been, like, the guy. There's always been, you know, when he was a player. His brother was this all-American, this yeah. the 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 star of Duke, mm -hmm. won two national titles. Was he a play, national player of the year or something? Number seven pick, like. Yeah, I mean, like, Bobby was the guy. Yeah, Bobby I mean, was the guy, and then when he got into coaching, it was his, his father was like this Hall of Famer, one of the greatest high school coaches right. of all time. You'll never live to your brother as a yeah. player. You'll, You'll never, never live up to your father as a coach. And until now. Right. And right. now he is in the Final right. Four right. with a chance. Right. Like, they're going to be the favorite to win the national title no matter who they play heading into the Final Four. Like, it is I, – I would love to have a, a real candid conversation with him about that on, like, what that would mean to him and how that is kind of – he's a fascinating, like, psychological story. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. There's, oh you know, wow. there's a lot That's going one on. one word for it. Yeah, <laughs> he, he certainly is. That. I thought the, the most telling thing, and this was something small when we were standing on the court after the game, and he, he's, he's kind of a rebel in that you look at all the guys that are there, they're cutting down the nets. Danny's the only guy with his hat on backwards. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And I, I don't know how many people notice that, but I saw it and I was like, yeah. that's very yeah. that's very on brand. Yeah. Yeah. He's the only person with his hat on backwards. Yeah, speaking of his hat on backwards, I was able to catch up with Dan Hurley uh, after the game in the back. Our cameraman was Jeff Goodman. Don't judge us if the shot isn't great, uh, <laughs> but we were able to catch up with Dan. Let's cut to that interview now. Welcome. Uh, now, let me welcome onto the field of 68 after dark. UConn head coach, Dan Hurley, just made it to the Final Four. UConn's officially back, right? Yeah, it's not, it, it's not, it's, it's coming is now done. We're back. I think we're back. <laughs> so, just when, when you guys were going through that, that bad spell in January, right? Did you still believe that, that this group could get to this point, that they could get to this level again? I mean, a, a level of, of the performance in, in, that we've played at through these four games in terms of, you know, the, the way that we've dominated these opponents. Uh, you know, I, I knew we could advance. I knew we could definitely make a run. I, the Big East just in general gets underrated in terms of the quality, especially the top four or five of that league was a monster this year. And I, I just knew that, you know, once we got to the NCAA tournament, the games get officiated a little bit tighter and there's a little bit more freedom of movement. It's, it's less of a UFC fight and more of a basketball game. So uh, did I think we would dominate this level of quality opponent? Uh, probably not or definitely not, but I knew we could be where we are right now. Adama Sanogo, been one of the best players in this tournament to date. Uh, the passing today, five assists. Are you, you going to take credit for that? Uh, no, I'm going to give that to Luke. You know, I got, I got I, Luke and Kamani have done an unbelievable job with the, with the guards and the bigs. You know, those are two guys that should, whose phone should be ringing off the hook uh, for you know head coaching opportunities. They're two of the best in the country, um, and, and, and Luke's done a great job with Adama, just getting him to buy in, you know, helping him kind of develop the fundamentals and, and the vision to be able to deliver it. 
and then we were, you know, we did a bad job, I think, of deploying, you know, Andre during that one stretch of season in terms of, you know, where could we put him when people are guarding them the way that, uh, that w they were, and and uh, so I think it's a combination of Adama's skills developing and us being smart enough to put Andre in the right spots. Finally, yeah. unlocking Andre to me is the key to, to this team hitting their ceiling, right? What's what's different? You're putting them in short corners. You're you're using them as a, a roller. Is it just about it, making sure that that defender is engaged? Yeah, there's places that you could cut him from. Um, you know, we went to school on some NBA things um, in terms of what they do with you know with guys who aren't you know. That, that get played soft and um, so it's a cutter. Uh, he's got a free run to the offensive glass if they're going to play him like that. Um, you know, he could get into pass follows with our our guards that can really shoot. You know, people are forced to go over screens with him and now he's rolling and he could attack the rim. And then we also just pleaded with him to, you know, play that 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 maniacal defense and and don't get rattled by it. Get on the defensive glass and push that ball in transition because there's no more, no one more exciting to watch in college basketball on a break than Andre Jackson. You're in the Final Four. Does it feel as good as you thought it would feel? Um, yeah, yeah, it feels great. I mean, it's exciting. I mean, you know, you know me. I think as soon as I walked in, uh, uh, I think Kamani said, like, so it's Texas or Miami, right? And, uh, and then I asked him to put some, you know, download some of both teams so we could watch them on the plane tonight. So that's just the way that, you know, that's how we were all wired, man. It's like, uh, well, I think we'll enjoy it tonight on the plane. We'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have a good time on the flight. What, what are you celebrating with? Uh, I, I, I'm a tequila. Uh, I'm a tequila drinker. <laughs> well, listen, I hope you have quite a few tequilas. I had too many last night. Feel 68 after dark. I, I will not have them on the plane in front of the student athletes, though. <laughs> Smart answer. Dan Hurley will be celebrating with some tequilas. At some point, Tio and I, and I are going to go celebrate with a couple slices of pizza somewhere. Pizza, please. Before we do... To me, we were just talking so your about secret this. Pizza the spot. secret yeah, the pizza, pizza spot. They had a line from here to Did you know it's actually called Secret Pizza? See? I was oh, that was yeah. what it was called. I it thought is. it was it's <laughs> called Secret <laughs> Pizza. Oh, it wasn't okay, lying. so now that makes more sense. Yeah. I thought I you meant like it's he a didn't, secret he spot. He didn't know it. He didn't know it was called that. That okay. was just like it, it worked out that way. Anyway, um, UConn, <laughs> UConn season flipped to me. Once they, they figured out how to be able to use – Andre Jackson, in a way, offensively. Yeah, they started teams started monster manning him. Mm -hmm. And at the end, explain, of what, explain what that is. And it, yeah, in the middle of January, people just started playing somebody in the paint against Andre Rondoing. Jackson. Yeah, they rondoed him, or they <laughs> Russell Westbrook in this season too. Like it's they're just sitting somebody in, and then they can be uh, quote unquote ultra help side. What's happening now is is he's using it as a runway as opposed to stoplight. So now the guy's sitting in there in the paint. And he's That's like, a great quote. I can get going downhill fast, and then I'm even tougher to guard because I'm so stinking athletic. It's ridiculous. So that happens. He can still get by that guy in the paint because he's got so much speed going on. Or what they've also done is they've put him in the, in the dunker spot. Mm -hmm. And when they put him in the dunker spot, the surprising thing is, is the fact that Adama Sanogo has been able to get by some five men. So what happens is, is he's he's using his ball handling ability at six, nine. 270 pounds, whatever he is, he's a big boy. I'm not sure what he weighs, but he's big. And he can draw over help, and then Andre can get a couple of dunks. And then teams start to be like, we can't do this anymore. Second half, Gonzaga quit doing that. And that's when it changed because they found out different ways. Andre Jackson found out different ways to help facilitate offense even when nobody guarded him. So what does that mean also? He passes a ball, jumps right into a ball screen. 
something mm-hmm. like that because there's no help right there. You're getting a lot of space for some of these guys. He's using his athleticism by playing w- with speed in space. That helps too. And then Hurley's helped him out by putting him in that dunker spot to where he can get some confidence. If he hits one three a game, it's a complete win. If he shoots two threes a game, I'm fine with that too. Because even if he goes over two, you still have to at least you gotta have say, the, hey, right. it's going to be the there. Threat. That's it's right. the threat of the three more than actually making the exactly three. Exactly right. Um, Adama Sonogo as a passer. How about this? His really career high coming into tonight was three assists. In the month of March, in seven games, do you know how many assists he had coming into tonight? Go ahead. Four total. Yeah. First half tonight, he had five. It's part of the reason why they were able to kind of flip what uh, what Gonzaga was doing. Gonzaga had some really interesting defensive tweaks, and, and we can talk about that in a little well, bit. Timmy, but like, Timmy started mm-hmm. – um, on Jackson, on, on, on Jackson, Jackson and, and he did that. He, he rondoed him. Yep. He rondoed him early. And, and again, then what they did was they put him on the same side when Adama would post up and Timmy would go double and you got that little yep. pocket pass and got three or four dunks yep. out of it. They did. How, how mean, good has Sonogo been? Well, Sonogo was a black hole last year, mm-hmm. a complete black hole. Like mm-hmm. you threw it into him, you knew you weren't getting the ball back. And, and tonight I think showed the maturation of, of Sonogo. And, again, it's not that he's not a willing passer. It just took him time. He didn't know where to go with it. Right. It just took him time to figure it out. And tonight, man, if he can do that again next week in Houston, it just it adds another element that, that UConn has that, again, makes up for their one glaring deficiency, which is a lack of a point guard. I, I talked to Bobby Hurley after the game, and we were talking about that. He goes, he goes yeah, but, like, that's it. They have everything else, mm-hmm. everything else. And we'll get Bobby Hurley on this week. Uh, in Houston, I assume he'll be there, uh, and he'll have some great stories about his brother. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Yeah. All right. So uh, this was the end of Drew Timmy's career. It appears. Um, I think he still has a year of eligibility. He does, but he, he said he's done. Use it, but he's, he said, he said he's, done. he's done. I respect that. Man. Twenty-two. Yeah. What was it? Twenty-two hundred ninety-five. Over over twenty-three hundred points. Twenty-three hundred career points. Drew Timmy. I mean, Goodman. This kid. Oh. I mean, all-time great player, right? Is that fair to say? Oh, hell yeah. All-time great player. Yes, one of the greatest college basketball players we've ever seen. Um, now, he didn't get the title, but again, he got he got close, and he got that program to a level. I mean, his I, – I, I tweeted, I'm looking for it right now. Uh, you guys, you can look for it. His record now uh, in his career, I think that was his 13th career loss. It's crazy. 13 man. in his career. That's insanity. Uh, I went in the locker room after the game just because, again, the you know, first time I saw him was at the PGM and mm-hmm. fell in love with him because of the, the the way he plays. Sure. The emotion uh, and well, everything. The, the sheer joy. In yeah, which he like he has fun. Now, sometimes, again, people don't like him because, you know, the stash thing and whatever, and he'll talk some shit. But you know what players will say about him? They've gone against him. Is like he just loves to talk. Mm. Like it's not it's not bad trash talking. He he just talks, he just talks to him all game. Yep. He he loves that and and again like it was sad to see him go out this way. Like they never even kind of put up a fight because he didn't have enough around him to put up a fight. He didn't. You could see it tonight. Yeah, it, 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 and that fourth foul. Listen, whether John Gaffney got it right, wrong, or whatever, it didn't matter. They weren't winning this game. They weren't coming close. Uh, whether got, that call was accurate, they got beat by thirty. Like you can't, right. you can't blame the officials on that. There, I don't think the officials were great tonight. 
I don't. I think if it was a, they complete, didn't change a game. Yeah, right. it, at if all. it was a completely biased Gonzaga whistle, then like you probably lose by twenty. Hey, the other thing can we talk about is is, and I'm reverting back a little bit to UConn, but Dan Hurley has been on his much better behavior with the officials over the last month or yeah, two. Yeah, no, I noticed that. Much better in this game. Yes, in yeah. this game, yes. the first two TV yes. timeouts, he went ballistic. Right, did I, you I, not? Did you not went, see what happened oh, during the TV timeout though? Yeah. Whenever the the, co- the the referee was still there, yeah. Did you what, see the interview? It was well, fantastic. Yeah. Well, what I didn't see. I was the watching interview. it on the way over. Really? But, but what happened was uh, then when he would start going nuts, Luke, Luke grab, Murray, yeah, Kamani they Young, they grab and Tom Moore yeah. would all just yeah. walk between them, and they would create a wall, and they would just they would put their heads down like this, and they just start all three of them would just start walking at the same time, and Hurley would have nowhere to go. It was. It was yeah. Oh, it's, he's it's, still been better. Trust me, he's been better. Uh, the, the inter- on the whole, the interview that. The the, yeah. the the quick one question to turn into a two question because uh, I can't Lauren Shahadi I think is the one yeah. she's like what what were you and the official talking about he's like ah oh, you know he's just the best in the business <laughs> <laughs> he just does such a phenomenal job and he starts joking around and the referees on the baseline laughing he's <laughs> like yeah he's like hey, he's just one of the best we have in this game <laughs> just kissing his ass like crazy and then they kind of move on but you could see like. There wasn't a whole lot of malice between the two, mm-hmm. so that's that is a big difference because there has certainly been a little bit. Yes. So I, I asked you guys Hold about that. So we have two two teams yeah. that have made the Final Four. Yeah. Two more uh, bids are going to be clinched to Houston. We are going to be talking about that coming up next. Goodman is going to tell you why it's going to be one of the more intriguing Elite Eight days that we've seen in a while. All right, we have uh, we have any we questions do, we, in the chat? We do have a chat. We do have a nice chat question here. Keep it PG. We have a nice. Keep I actually really like this one from Kyle. He wants to know how what changes would you guys make to the transfer portal so you can kind of get this poaching gone with. Don't with. well, you're, the poaching stuff is always going to be there because coaches are they, that happens no matter what, right? Poaching stuff was happening when I was playing. Yeah, that's that's just that's the way that it works. I, I, if my opinion personally is that you don't allow players to put their name in the transfer portal officially until either after the season or at least after the first weekend of the tournament. Yeah. If you want to do it heading into the Sweet 16 to let these guys kind of get ahead of it a little it's bit. two more weeks. Just yeah. wait until yeah, the end. Yeah, I, I think that the, it's better to just wait Cut until it the down, end. too. Cut down the amount of time. Like, mm-hmm. like, to me, it's almost too long. Let these kids. Okay, you got a month. Yep. You got a month to decide. Yeah. That's what we're going to give you here. Mm-hmm. So we'll give you, you know, it's not like there's April 6th. There's film on these kids. April 6th to, to May, even May 1st. You yeah. want to you wanna cut off May 1st? Whatever. You get three and a half weeks, and, uh, to and me, you can go To in. me, the, it's less the um, – But they'll put out anyway. I mean, they'll put – even if it's not I open, thought, I thought, they'll just put out a, a state you – yeah. know, well, put out a tweet. I, know, I thought but, you but, made a good point. It was a couple of years – a couple of days ago. It was something along the lines of oh, – damn it, I lost my train of thought. But, but it's something along the lines of, like, if you push it back – then at least you're not well, – here was – you're not rewarding teams that sucked. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big difference. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, you said 10 seconds. Huh? Yeah, you got 10 seconds. Two seconds. Dagan's going to get mad at you. He's got a quick count. <laughs> Welcome back to the Field of 68 After Dark. We are live on Sirius XM Channel 84 college sports radio we are streaming over on youtube right now we are live jump in the chat ask us questions we're going to be answering them during breaks and we're going to be answering them in the afters hopefully the afters won't be as aftery as it was uh last night i got i got one for you before we move on to the next games can, can i hit you with one good zaga question what if i say no i don't care okay i'll hit to with it okay Thanks. um happy to be a part where is 
so Tommy Lloyd left two years ago. I think you know where I'm going with this now. Uh, they had Jalen Suggs, Chet Holmgren, high, high-end players. This year, I thought they maxed out with, with what they did with their talent. I actually thought Mark Few did a hell of a coaching job and his staff this year. You don't have that elite-level recruiter anymore. I'm, I'm, is this is with. this going to be the start of kind of the decline-ish to where Gonzaga isn't fighting for national titles and Final Fours anymore? I'm not willing to say that it's not the elite. They're, they're not able to get those elite recruits, but I think Nolan Hickman and Hunter Salas, they were five-star kids during a COVID year where you couldn't put your eyes on guys. So I, I think there's still TBD. We, we can, you know, to be determined, this, that, and the third, but <laughs> we'll be able to see, we'll be able to see exactly how that works over the next two to three years. It's, it's hard to say right now. I'm I mean, not sure there's looking a lot at this Timmy team, right now. That's what I'm saying. You lose the one dude you got. Yeah. I assume Strother will, will try to go. He probably shouldn't. Well, but should he? Yes, you could say that, but like Julian Strother needs like like well, he was, you know what I'll say? I I am gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna flip my opinion on that. I think that he probably should come back. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. he could be the guy. What does he need more than anything? To be the guy. The pressure yes. that like have to do it every single night. Because it wasn't really there on no. him. He had Drew Timmy to rely on. And so I'm, I'm not. I just don't. I'm worried about this because here's the thing with Fuey. Like, he's done an incredible job his way, right? He's done it his way. He's not, and I've said this over and over, he's actually taught me a lot uh, about how to be a better father. We've had a lot of conversations about that because he's got the best work uh, life balance of probably any coach in America. He's probably the opposite of Tom Izzo. Izzo's out every day working, 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 and, and Few doesn't really go to the Peach Jam. You know, he um, he loves to fish. He loves to be around his family. Uh, I was told today, I don't know if I need to, can say this or not, but their former AD, Mike Roth, told me today, he said, we've never been on one of the foreign trips because he wants to be around his family during the summers. He doesn't want to go out on, on a foreign trip. So I, I think, again, he's not a killer recruiter. He's been able to, to do it based on reputation sure. and, and identifying. And he'll get some training. Like, they're going to be good. I'm not saying they're not going to be good. I'm not saying they're not going to still own the WCC. I'm just saying, are they going to be at that level, at that elite level that they've been at? I, I just It's so hard to be at that elite level, period, right? Like, we look at – They've been so consistent. Yeah, what was this, their – they're eight straight Sweet 16? Yeah, and I still... That's crazy. They should, they're, they're still going to be, like, at that level, I think. Sweet 16 good. I, it's just yeah. so hard to be, like, national title good. Sure. There's a reason why national titles are so damn hard to win, and so few guys actually win them, right? So I, I'm not super concerned about that. There's going to be years where they end up getting the right guys, and you get a transfer coming in, and things are going to click. Like, we didn't... Look at this UConn team. No, how many people had them preseason top 25? Dan Hurley didn't even – I remember going to practice before the start of the season. He was like, yeah, if we had R.J. Cole and who else left uh, after uh, last year? Tyrese Martin. Tyrese Martin. He was like, if we had Cole and Tyrese, then I think we could be a final – that's literally his quote. If we had Cole and Tyrese Martin, I think we could be a final mm -hmm. four team. Yeah. Well, yeah. you don't have either, and yeah. you're a final you're four a team. Final four team yeah. right. You know what's been really big for them is that – the development of Andre Jackson as a playmaker has taken a lot of that pressure off of Tristan Newton. Because now it's to the point where you just got to get them into their set so you right. can run your stuff. And yeah. uh, it was really, we, we mentioned this earlier, Gonzaga, um, 
tried to do two different things, right? When uh, when when they had Andre Jackson on the floor, they weren't guarding him. They were, what do you call it? Monster manning. Oh uh, yeah, monster man. It was just terminology of the the monster. Ma- they were monster mashing him. Um, <laughs> not, uh, but when he wasn't on the floor, they were hedging hard on every ball screen, every dribble mm-hmm. handoff, every time that UConn ran one of those sets to try to blow it up. Yeah. To try to make sure that they couldn't actually run their stuff. It's hard That's to do what when you got, you got guards that are really yeah. And now they got two guys that can kind of create and and if you they, you need to, you can just throw the ball into Adama Sanogo in the post and let him go one on one because you can't help off. They got too many shooters. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's taking a little bit of the pressure off of Tristan Newton. Yeah, and he can initiate offense before he even gets past, past half court. Like mm-hmm. he makes that first pass before he gets past half court. So it's not like he's yielding a bunch of effort in order to initiate their offense and. Guys, their offense is 20 seconds long. Like, yeah. whenever they're running yeah. stuff, it's 20 yeah. seconds long. So as soon as he gets rid of the ball, he can turn back into what he naturally is, a two-guard. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not sure, really, their point guard is Andre Jackson. I mean, oh, no question. He, he, he's their point guard. Yes. He just doesn't bring the ball up the floor. And I just – I don't know that they need it, too, because, like, this team, if they, if they do try to blitz the ball screens or something like that, they have guys that are – unselfish enough to get rid of it even like hawkins is almost too unselfish yeah in a lot of ways right like you you almost want him to shot hunt i mean first 10 minutes of the game i think he had two shots i'm like Mm -hmm. get him going get him going right but you don't need to right like but you want to you want to see him i don't know i feel like not not really sometimes i feel like he's he's too chill he, he is too chill like there's He's not the most emotive guy in the world. Like, he's just going to kind of go out there and do what he does. I don't think you want him to shot hunt because the whole reason that everything kind of works. He hit is 20 that, today. Yeah. Is that, like well, he 15 just, shots. He just kind of right. runs, yeah. runs. They run, they run, they run, and they move, and the ball keeps popping around, and that's why they are so difficult to guard because well, it'll go it, to the other side of the floor, and there'll be like three quick little dribble handoffs in a row, and it just – it. And after the first 10 to 12 minutes, it's hard to chase guys around yes. for a long time. Like They are in ridiculous shape. Like Yeah, ridiculous shape. But But – just being a shooter, obviously not the player that Jordan Hawkins is, but like if you settle into the game a little bit longer, sometimes your looks are going to be a little bit cleaner mm-hmm. and you're going to be fully in the rhythm of the game. I was always a rhythm guy where I had to, I had to catch stepping one, two, or yeah. whether I, I was a good balance guy and I was a rhythm guy. Like if, if the ball moved and I was a part of the action, I got to touch the ball and get rid of it and I felt in the flow, I was going to play better. It seems like he's a little bit the same way. Mm-hmm. And then if that ball moves some, he touches it, doesn't shoot his first look, you kind of find the flow of, of the game you're playing right then. That mm-hmm. sounds very, like, Kobe-ish, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was a little bit too much feel yeah. to really describe that. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have the other two games in the Elite Eight coming up. Uh, Texas is playing Miami. Um, and oh, that's going to be a good game. Bro. Creighton uh, playing San Diego State. There's a lot of intrigue with the Creighton-San Diego State game. I want to start with Texas-Miami. Um, where do you stand – uh, what are you saying here? What do you? What, what, let me ask you this. Let me phrase it to you like this: um, What is, what is the the key to this game? Who's going to be the guy that has to like step up? Who's going to be the the player that you're looking at and saying this is going to be the guy that determines who wins this game? I mean, I want to say it's almost like a Jordan Miller. You know, like I think the guards are are kind of similar, right? They both got really good perimeter players. I don't know if – I don't know if – well, Timmy Allen. I, this is a very evenly matched game. It really is. Like, I look at it, and I'm like, okay, where's the advantage? I, I guess if Dylan Disu is still hurt, there's a level of, of 
I guess, yes, that's what it would be. Norchad Ormier for me because mm. of his toughness. Like, that's that's the difference for me, his toughness. Now, He's a badass. I'm not going with the coaching again because last time I did that, I, I got embarrassed when I said that Sean Miller, you know, would outcoach uh, Rodney Terry or something like that. I mean, they, they kicked Xavier's ass, mm. absolutely kicked their ass. They so, didn't let Xavier run either because they right, take good shots. Right. The uh, I think it comes down to guards. I know they're evenly matched, but when you play the certain style like you do, like Marcus Carr, he creates a lot of stuff for himself. Tyrese Hunter, not as much for himself, but still capable. You look at the other side, Isaiah Wong creates shots for himself. Nigel Pack creates shots for him. Who's going to hit those shots? It's mm -hmm. a, it, this is a, we always, a lot of people who watch both the NBA and college say, well, the shot making at the college level just stinks. I'm not sure that's going to be the case this game. That's two teams with high level shot makers. They can do it on their own. Well, it's going to come down to which team makes more tough shots because both teams defend. Both teams can create. I think the inside game, Christian Bishop, who I think is a nice player, uh, he's going to get pushed around a little bit by Omir. But, you know, I think the offensive boards and shot creation, which team can do more? I'm going to say the toughness. I'm going to say yeah, on the glass. Right. Right. I'm going to say on the glass. Like, because I, I do. Yeah. I think both teams have really good guards. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, obviously we, we know if one of them shoots like – Two for eighteen from three, and that's they're in good. trouble. They're done. Yeah. But but if if it's evenly in terms of the shooting, if it's about the same, to me it's about toughness. And if it's about toughness, I got one dude. I got I got North Chad. Chad. Here. Yep. Mm -hmm. I think that it's going to come down to this is going to sound simplistic, but it's just going to come down to Isaiah Wong and Nigel Pack. If those dudes are hitting their shots, yep. if they get where they want to go, and those shots are going down, Miami's going to win. Mm -hmm. That's just what it's going to be. We saw them do it last night to Houston. They put up 89 points in Houston. How many teams put up 89 points in Houston? Ah, Nobody bad. puts up 89 points on Houston. The thing is, is when you play those tough defensive teams like a Houston or like, I don't know, throw another arbitrary really good defensive Tennessee. team. Tennessee, for example, they take you out of your offense, right? Mm -hmm. If there's no offense to begin with and you just got dudes that can make shots, yeah. you can get hot. Miami easy. has that, yeah. right. Yeah. So it, yeah, that's kind of the thing. You have to have good individual defenders on top of being good team defenders when you play a team like Miami that can have so many different guys go off by themselves. Mm -hmm. By the way, if, if if Texas wins tomorrow, like Chris Del Conte, like don't even wait. Don't even wait till the Final Four. Just give him a contract. You should have a contract ready. Have it ready because if they win tomorrow, and, and again, even if they lose, I, I think you should get it. But if they win tomorrow, it's like, okay, Monday morning, Yep. You come back, hey, listen, sign this thing. No, baby, dangle the carrot all the way to the championship game. Dangle <laughs> that carrot. It's worked. I guess, <laughs> yeah. I guess honestly, maybe you need yeah. to, right? Maybe yeah, it can't hurt. So. Why, why, why screw up a good thing? Right now? I, honestly, I, th I think that it helps, man. I, I said this on the pregame show. I think that it helps having the players feel like they are playing for Rodney Terry yeah. to make sure that that's kind of cool. Like, I, I yeah. do think that there's an element of that. And if Chris Del Conte comes out and says, look, we, this is we knew we were going to do this, but we thought that this narrative and this motivation was something that could help. Like, would you be all that surprised? No, People that do stuff like that all the time, right? Like, it's just the motivational I mind know, games. But we know, to. we know. I mean, I know that he doesn't. He didn't want to give it to him. Yeah, he, he wanted. Did. He wanted to get a big fish, and I don't he think he's going to get Texas. a big fish. Of course he right. did. It's Texas. That's what they do. They uh, they they fire guys that won the. Uh, the, the Big East tournament and the Big East regular season title. They get rid of guys out here in Rich Barnes who uh, has turned Tennessee back into a basketball power. Um, it just that's, that's what they do. Uh, all right. Creighton, San Diego State. There is an unbelievable amount of, like, weird 
storylines going on with this yeah. game. My favorite one is that there are two siblings that are going to be playing in this so game. So crazy. It's crazy. We're going to be talking about that. Coming up next, Field of 68 After Dark. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Goodman, yeah. do you ever get tired of trying to prove that you won an argument, that your takes weren't hot, that they were just correct? Yeah, well, I get tired of it. T.O., do you ever get tired of listening to me yes. say over what? and over That's again how, many things, <laughs> how, 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 much, how much I've gotten right and how smart I am without being able to have your own takes remembered and, uh, and honored? Or, or not not see which takes Doster gets wrong, which is yeah, a lot more than the ones that are tired of that. Well, I got an answer to both of your problems. Oh, Vaulted good. is a new sports prediction app that turns your opinions into facts. You can store all of your predictions and hot takes in your own vault now and forever. Challenge your friends, keep track of the results, and prove that you are, in fact, the smartest one in the room. Vaulted will also be releasing more than 50 pools in the next three months for the NBA playoffs. So download the app at the link below. It's in the description on the podcast feed, wherever you're listening to it, uh, and and get uh, sign up for your three month trial and store your predictions now and forever. 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 What movie is that from? Don't know. Sandlot. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Sandlot. Go. Let's get Country tips. We have twenty. We have twenty seconds. <laughs> have you seen that movie? Have you seen that movie? <laughs> T.O.'s pulling the Fanta over here. Afters are going to get weird again. T.O.'s flu game. Welcome back. Field of 68 after dark. We are live. Sirius XM Channel 84. That is College Sports Radio. We are streaming over on YouTube. Jump in the chat. Ask us questions. We got the afters coming up. We are going to be answering them in about uh, 10 minutes, 11 minutes, 12 minutes. Something like that. Rob Doster, Terrence Oglesby. Jeff Goodman, we're going to be talking Creighton and San Diego State. Just a couple of weird things about this game. One, Creighton uh, came back from, it was like a 12-point, I forget exactly what it was, but they came back to beat San Diego State first round of the NCAA tournament last year. Both teams played in the Maui Invitational this year. They flew together to the Maui Invitational on the same private plane. Arthur Kaluma, Adam Seiko are brothers, and they are going to be playing each other <laughs> In the uh, in the Elite Eight for a chance to go to the Final Four, uh, what do you make of this matchup, Jeff? Um, I I didn't think San Diego State would get this far. 
you know, I, I remember seeing them last year in the Mountain West tournament, and they've gotten better offensively, but I was still like, eh. And I think Dutcher's done an unbelievable job with this program. I just – they haven't blown me away this year. And the Mountain West isn't very good, wasn't very good this year. So I really like Creighton here because I've been on Creighton's bandwagon since before the season began. I just think they're they're balanced. You know, they, they've got some experience, most of them, with the NCAA tournament. Although, you know, again, they lost to Kansas last year without Kalkbrenner and, and Nemhard, and they've been their best two players so far in the NCAA tournament. I, I just – I trust them more. I think they, they, they're better defensively than they've been over the years. They're not as good shooting. That scares me because they can go through a, a, a bad shooting night. That would scare me. But I, I, I think collectively, Shireman to me is a key. He's huge. He's got to make shots from the perimeter because, again, other than him, they don't have another, like, mm -hmm. real dude who can make them. Trey Alexander can make them, but it's not the same kind of, like – Shireman can go, like, five for seven. Yes, like, right. That's not right. what Trey Alexander can do, yeah. Um, to me, what this kind of comes down to is that uh, Creighton is San Diego State just with, like, better dudes. Right, They're, they kind of do the same I stuff. I just feel San Diego State's deeper. They have more bodies that can sure, throw out. Sure, definitely. There. That, Literally everybody's deeper than Creighton. Yeah, that's true, but that also scares me whenever you play against an uber-physical team like San Diego State. They're just a bunch of grown-ass men. Uber-physical. Uber. Uber. I, I couldn't think of a better word there. I like that. But I, I don't think, you know what, I don't think Creighton's soft, and, and we've no, said that about so. them before. Like, no. in the past, we've called Creighton soft. Mm -hmm. I don't think we can do that with no. this team. No, no. That's no. the difference. Like, to me... Creighton's more well-rounded than they've been in years. So, uh, again, they can win a game in the 60s, where I'm not sure I would have said that a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And this game might be in the 60s. Yeah, it probably will be. That's probably what it's right. going to end up right. being. I mean, it's very difficult to speed a game up against a team that's going to try to slow everything down. Yep. Right? Yeah, and they guard so well individually. Like, where are you going to create closeouts? Which is where Shireman flourishes where which is where Kaluma flourishes like where are you going to create closeouts because they guard on the ball really well that's kind of the thing that scares me a little bit like where are they going to be able to get open looks and get that ball popping like Creighton where they function best yeah. nothing will surprise me now in this tournament nothing no. that's what I will say I mean, I, with I, FAU going to a final four yeah, I'm actually leaning towards San Diego State a little you? bit just talk because of into a, it? I've talked myself into it now if we when we do this show tomorrow morning I'll probably go against it but like well that'll be after your secret pizza yeah, well, need a secret, secret hold see, the wall you're, pizza. You're starting to figure out the key to, to this whole content business. Go go both sides. Yeah. Like that's that's what you do. Yeah, so you though. pick one team the yeah. night before that, and then you change. And, and then, then, then you get to come back it. and he yeah. clips it, and then you clip it. The one that's that all you gotta right. be able to do. And, and, and yeah. Then you also say, I, I talked about this yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> you talked about it yesterday. I told we you. Did. Yeah, I told you. Guys. We've, we've been doing a lot of talking. All of Doster's clips. Are all the things you got right? But we got vaulted now. We got vaulted. Yeah, you can put out whatever clip you want. We got vaulted to hold yeah. you accountable. The only way you can find out is if you download the app. That's right. Otherwise, you're just going to be looking at me get all my victory laps is what you're going to be getting. All right, yeah. give me the one guy, the X Factor, who is going to have a big game, who's going to have a bad game, who is the guy that you're looking at that's going to be the game changer tomorrow. Matt Bradley has to be good, obviously, for San Diego State just to have one guy that they can go to. Does he, though? Yeah, he well, scored. Yeah, he scored four points and they beat Alabama. But but you can't, but, can't do it again. He did it once, doesn't? And he won't. He, he won't. won't he, you got to have one guy. Uh, I, I look more on Creighton's side. Like, can Nimhard create closeouts? Can he push the ball fast enough to get get past that initial line of defense? How's their 
you know, Creighton, they're not – their tempo says they're not the fastest team, but that initial six seconds of their offense is hard to match up with. Yeah, no, I think he's going to be huge because, again, that, yeah. that's where the physicality – it starts, right, with, with, with Nemar. Yeah, that's a grown-ass man, too. Yeah, Him yeah, and yeah. Cogbrenner on he's the side. He's got the shoulders that go out to here. He's got the, the Anthony Davis shoulders. Captain Boulder shoulders. Uh, Bold, what? Boulder where, shoulders. Where up he's got Boulder shoulders. Boulder shoulders. Boulder These are southern Jalen Boulder shoulders. shoulders. That's what these are, southern sayings. Yep. Like molly whopping. You ever heard that one before? Yeah, I heard that one. Yeah. That was me. That was him. I know. Give me some credit. I said that. I gave you, you credit when credit. you said I it. I do. I do. I'm not going to give you credit <laughs> twice on this show. You only get one. You only get one. Yes. Yeah. That's you got it. It. I don't. I'm, I don't. I don't subscribe to that. All right. All right. Let me ask you guys this: Which is going to be the better game tomorrow? Like, if you could only watch one, which is stupid, watch them both. Come, uh, come oh, with it's us. It's Texas, Texas Miami. Miami. It's going to be more eye pleasing. What's going to be and a closer it, game? I think the Texas Miami game will be close. I do. I do. Although too. Texas has blown out some teams lately. Give me the over in that game. Oh, it could Miami, be fun. Miami's not stopping India. I, I feel like you, no matter what happens insane. when Miami's playing, I'm just betting the over. Because they can't stop anybody. No, but they and you can score with anybody. Them. You just cannot stop them. They just put 89 on Houston. They, they put 89 play, on Houston. They don't have to play all that much defense. You score over under 149 and a half. Oh. Yeah, give me that over. Over. Um, let me ask you guys this. So, Underdog Fantasy is one of our partners, right? And one of the things that uh, you can do on Underdog is you, they give you the, uh, the numbers and the totals for points. So if you think that someone like Isaiah Wong is yeah. going to go nuts tomorrow, 15.5 points. I like that over. 22.5 points Higher. plus rebounds plus assists. I'll, I'll, I'll ride with, with Isaiah Wong because Nigel Pack has been the one who's actually been hotter mm -hmm. than Wong over these three tournament games. So I, I think, and, and Wong had a bad first game, really good second game, average third game. I think he bounces back, has another good game here. Yeah, I think he's going to show up too. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna have to because Texas is such a good team, defensive team. You're going to have to make shots. I think Wong will hit shots. Yeah. So you would you would go higher on 15.5 points? I w honestly, I would take the 22.5 points plus rebounds plus assists. Yeah, I, think, I, like I, think he's, I think he's going to go higher. I think he's going to – this feels like an Isaiah Wong – 28-point outburst oh. as Miami finds a way to get into the uh, – I've never been a gambler four. like this stuff. It just, there's just so much into Well, this it. isn't gambling. This is fantasy sports. Yeah, so. but you know what I'm saying. This like is the, fantasy sports. Yeah, okay. Please get it correct. Yeah, it is Apolog fantasy sports. I apologize. I apologize. It is not gambling. It is fantasy sports. Um, so you mentioned Matt Bradley. The number for Matt Bradley, 12.5 points higher or lower, 17.5 points plus rebounds plus assists, higher or lower. You think he's going off. You already said I it. think he's going to have a good game. I, I I would go higher just because not only that, but Miami, like like Jeff said, doesn't guard all that much, right? So you mean um, Creighton? What am I talking? Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I'm, it's late. Yep, Creighton. I don't know why I said who, who, that. Tio has been yeah, sorry. A, listen. He's fought sick. back I'm here. Yeah, I'm he's sorry. fought back from like the depths I, of, I don't know of why despair. I was thinking, thinking Jalen Ladee, Callbrenner. I was thinking about that hey, matchup. Did you see he? Up. Did you see he messed it up and now he looks like he was sunburned again because he's yeah, embarrassed. No, that's what happens. <laughs> he's loaded up. That's what happens with me. I mean, what do you get? Ibuprofen. Everything. You got everything. Yeah. You're uh, you're you basically have ingested an entire pharmacy. Yeah. Over the course of the last 48 basically. hours yeah, basically. of your life. I have started to feel better, though, so that's good. Just yeah. look that question. Thank Definitely you. look better. All right. Um, out of the four teams that play tomorrow, who's the most likely to win the national title out of that group? Mm. Oh. 
That's a tough one. I will go with Creighton. Yeah. I will go with Creighton. But I don't feel good about it. No, I think the winner of Texas-Miami, and I think the national championship game is going to be that semifinal matchup between UConn and whoever's on that side. Whoever's on that side. Yeah, Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it as well. Um, Although I would say it would be fascinating to see a UConn-Creighton national title game with the two teams teams that lost in the semifinals of the Big East tournament. We've seen any, that matchup, I know. though. That's year, the only thing. I, I don't year, like that. I don't like year. Isn't it a former Big East year, matchup between in Miami? A year, in a year <laughs> where <laughs> Rick Pitino and Ed Cooley uh, both got big jobs with some of the powerhouse programs. Listen, we are going to be coming to the afters in just a minute here. Jump in the chat. Make sure you ask us questions. Dagan's going to answer them. Hopefully, he is going to screen the questions tonight. We'll see if that actually happens. Uh, We will be live tomorrow, 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern time, streaming from Stadium Swim, pregame show, postgame show, as soon as we get the final buzzer. For Terrence Oglesby, for Jeff Goodman, my name is Rob Doster. This has been the Field of 68 After Dark. I believe we're clear. All right. I have no idea. I can't hear. Anything. I believe we're clear. Producer Denton. I can't hear producer Denton. De- Denton has told us we are clear. All right. Perfect. There we go. Dagan, what do we got? We got any right. questions in the chat. We do have questions in the chat. We do have questions in the chat. Uh, Andrew wants to know, uh, if Texas loses tomorrow, is there any chance Chris Del Conte would offer Dusty May the job? I don't think so. I, I, I'd be very surprised. And I'm not even sure Dusty May would be the right fit there in, in Texas. You know, to me – why would that be? You need a Texas guy in Texas. There's so many big-time AU programs. And, again, I'm a big believer, for the most part, in getting a guy who knows that. I know that the portal's changed a little bit here, but even with the portal, it's a lot of bounce-back guys that you're going to want to look at from the area. Um, I, I don't like going completely outside the box. I know it worked with, like, Nate Oates at Alabama, but part of the reason it worked with Nate Oates is because he inherited talent. Remember, like they weren't, they weren't good. Who all was it? Herb Jones, Petty. That's right. Some of those guys that Avery Johnson couldn't win with, mm-hmm. so he won with them. So he got momentum. Right. And then it doesn't matter where you're from. Yeah. Once you get momentum, you win. So I, I think Dusty May is gonna have to wait one more year. And again, like he told me, I love it there. My wife loves it there. As long as they give us resources, he told me like I don't really want to go to Old Miss even if they're interested. I'd rather stay here. That's don't mess with happy. That, yeah. That, that's one thing that we've seen, and I don't need to make that point over and over again with who it is, but um, sometimes going for that paycheck, really, it goes from being a place where you're beloved to a place where you are an employee. But, so, but if somebody's offering you $3 million yeah, a year, you have you're to changing your family. That's six you years. Yeah. You have that's, to do it. That's life-changing money. Yes. Now, I think he'll get paid a year from now. I think there'll be more high, better high-major jobs that will be available um, you know, like, you know, again, for him, Jim Laranega is not going to coach forever. That's the one I would keep an eye on. Yeah, but it may be three more years. Right. Uh, we don't know. I mean, Jim seems to like this right now, and he <laughs> seems to be doing pretty well. So why would you walk away now? You're not walking away now. But, like, you know, if you're Dusty, are you going to be patient? I, I actually think he is after talking to him. All right. How much fun has it been to, to watch uh, Laranega with his – Scott, what are you oh. eating over there? Yeah, I don't like I don't like peanut butter. It's the only thing on the planet what? I don't like. Yeah, swear yeah. to God. Did that's that's it. 
What? I like peanuts. Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah, don't like peanut butter. That's it. Strawberry, strawberry, peanut butter, and jelly. The chat is getting a quick look at what's uh, what's happening here. This is what happens when we're, we're, <laughs> when we're late night in the. Early. We're yeah. still we're still live. That's why. That's why. We're, no, 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 you're no, good. No, you're good. good you're good. You're good. Fine. Oh, perfect. Because then. Perfect. Thank you. I did, I completely forgot I left it out there. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Snacks, baby. Nothing better than Food. snacks in the chat. All right, what else do we have? Uh, I lost my question here. Oh, tougher matchup for UConn, Texas or Miami? Um, Ooh, that's a good question. I, Miami. I think it's Miami. Miami because shot-making guards shoot over the top. Mm -hmm. Texas got to get into the paint a little bit. It's a lot harder when those monsters are down there looking to hunt down and block shots. Like Miami will shoot over the top. Yeah, I think it's Miami. And North Chad will fight, so no, like yeah. that'd be a beast matchup. Hon honestly, oh, that'd though, be the two strongest dudes in college basketball. Serious. Honestly, though, I, 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 I would be. I'd be a little bit concerned about that if I was Miami because Norchad, to a point, is a little bit like they do the same thing. They kind of cancel each other out, yes. and I think Adama is better at that than what Norchad is. They so cancel I'm, each other out. They're not canceling each other out. You, you're just saying Adama's No, I'm saying better. like they, do, they kind of do the same thing, but Adama's just a little bit better. So I, I would be worried about that a little bit. Like you don't get the, the – his advantage is kind of like the leverage and the explosiveness. And you don't get the advantage of the leverage when you're going up against the best leverage guy in the, college basketball. The, like, it's amazing watching Adama Sonogo get in there, hold a dude off, and get rebounds below the – like, he's the best below the rim rebounder in college yeah. you're basketball. Make, you're, he's so strong. You're make, so, he just yeah, holds people off. You're making my point for me. Huh? You're making my point for me. Because you're not going to be able to compete with UConn physically. You have to play a team that can shoot over the top of it because Adama's going to – yeah. inside. It doesn't matter if it's Norchad or not. Like, he'll get a couple tip-outs and everything like that. But I, I feel like if there's a team that can beat them, I don't think Texas can beat them right now. Yeah. I think Miami could if they got extremely hot from the perimeter, which so is crazy. very capable. Isn't so it I crazy that UConn is the favorite now? Like, after what they went through in the middle of the year, preseason, we didn't – like, they're the favorite, the well, clear favorite it, now. It, it really was just – it's kind of sickening to have to deal with you. They lost to Seton Hall. That's what it is. I've been pretty good. Today you were fine. I've been pretty good. I only made one crude joke to Danny Hurley about you. About me? Yeah, you heard it. Oh, yeah, that's right. We cannot say that one in the chat. No, we cannot. We will not. We will not. I will not. That's an after-afters. That's an after-afters. What else we got, Dagan? A couple of questions about the transfer portal. Joe Gerard third in the portal. Uh, Wallat is actually asking a legit basketball question tonight. Wow. Uh, he wants to know, would you, do you guys have any idea where you think he would be a good fit? Things like that. He obviously is a Pitt fan, Wallat. So he wants I to mean, listen, he, he's a guy that's been at Syracuse forever, an upstate New York, New York guy. I don't, I'm not convinced he's going to transfer either. Like, who knows? He may just – he went in the portal. He also put his name in and said he's going to go through the draft process, obviously. What? Every player should. Every player in college basketball. Should. Should. Well, then, then, then honestly, then just have them all be available for the draft. That's what exactly. you should I would do. love that. That's I would love make it. The easier. NBA could make it a freaking announcement. Just said, you know what? If the NBA had everybody in the pool, and, and you could draft whoever the hell you want, <laughs> I, that'd be great. I, uh, I heard it. I said you that. Could draft a guy, let him awesome. go back to college. I love that. I yeah. actually love that because, again, it would it would have a little bit more. Um, What's the word on the Well, now that NIL is available. Strategy. Strategy. Yeah, but now now that NIL is available, right? Technically, couldn't uh, couldn't Sorry. NBA teams pay them? 
great NIL deals with these teams where they yeah, draft them and then send them back to college and make be NIL deals. But maybe Gerard but goes somewhere that he can get more NIL. Chicago Bulls collective that drafts a player. He's like, oh, he's not Sends ready. them all to Let's DePaul. Send, Let's send awesome. him back to college. He's got to go to DePaul. But a guy like Joe Girard, it's, it's, it's a great example because it's like, all right, throw your name in the portal. Throw an and, and let me see. If somebody pays me 100 grand for NIL, you know what? He's such an interesting one because he hasn't played defense for four years. Mm-hmm. But he scores and he played, it. And he played the point for his first three, and he's not a point. He's, no. He's an undersized Sucker two. can score uh, Honestly, up. like, you know, I, what, you know what makes sense in a guy who's taking guys like that? Huggins is taking guys like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, just give him the green light now. Give him the green light. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you play enough defense. We'll just see. You showed me a, a tweet that Kirk Reese is yeah, visiting he put it out. West Virginia. Yeah, yeah he's Hold visiting. on, hold on. That was my next question. Well, hold on. Can I say one thing real quick about George Kirk Reese and Hugs? No, 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 no. Yes. No, no. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it would be awesome. Oh, my God. Duster, get your point in. Joe Girard, I think he should do the, the foster lawyer method. Go down. UMass. Play, play in the Atlantic 10, go to UMass. He looked at UMass when Matt like McCall that. was yeah. there. Go, was to, there, go, to, go to a school at that level and just go be an absolute superstar and go score 22 points a game. He'll have a lot more yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Imagine him playing for Frank Martin. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. if, that, I don't know if that'd be a marriage. <laughs> I, I don't love that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that'd be a uh, same, same kind of question for, for Kirk. Any spots you'd like to see him or I think it'd be could you see I him? think it'd be very interesting to see him end up with a coach that brought him over from Estonia as John Xavier Miller. that would make sense I haven't I haven't talked to Sean about that at all so like just yeah I have no idea if there's actually uh, anything there he fits or, that offense really well yes he does yes he does so what else we got Dagan uh, Scott's delivering your computer yes. and a little sandwich yep. legend this is elite elite over here, <laughs> you don't you don't get this everywhere. Anything. You get this at T-Mobile. Yes, That's about it. There you go. All right, thank you, sir. Eighty-four, channel eighty-four, College Sports Radio. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate Thanks, Scott. it. Great seeing you. Thank you. Thanks for everything, man. Thank you for everything. Take care. Um, Dagan, what else we got? Uh, yeah, I just had my question. I lost it. Oh, could Dusty May turn Florida Atlantic into a mid-major power? I know the answer to this question, but I want to hear. I they're see. not. They're not going to be. They're going to the American. Okay. It's still they're mid-major. Not, it's not. It's not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Can they turn them into like a similar powerhouse to like a Gonzaga or something like that? Can you I do mean, that? nobody's going to be Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Like I, I don't it's like when people say that. Gonzaga. Sorry. I don't Gonzaga. like when people say that like they're going to be the next Gonzaga. Like, it just doesn't happen. You know, it just, I mean, how many of those are there? I think it's um, much this one more, because it's a little bit isolated talent. You have to give the, the resources. Mm-hmm. Like, the resources have to be there to be able to do a Gonzaga or yeah. a BCU or even a George Mason. I think it's much more likely a that Butler. They, they end up being something like a Loyola Chicago where they'll have a couple years yeah. and once this, like, yeah. crop goes through, then. They're not going to keep Dusty May forever. Yes. That's the thing. It, there's a certain um, shelf life. For, for Dusty May at FAU, and it's probably another year or two. And whatever, he'll sign, a, he'll sign a contract. Listen, he's going to sign a contract, and It'll be double the money and half the buyout. The, that'll be the deal, whatever the buyout is. Yeah. Like Pat Kelsey's got a buyout right now. It might be a million and a half. Any high major that wants him at a million and a half, as long as you're Dusty May, you have the buyout be like under two million. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then anybody who wants you is going to absolutely go after you, and there'll be plenty. I'm going to look right now of some of the jobs that, that mm-hmm. are open next year that would be interested in it. I'm also just going to address this before I ask the next question. 
Uh, everybody keeps asking where Fanta is. He's on a flight, everybody. That's why he's not here. Um, he's on a flight. He got what T.O. had. <laughs> that's not true. You don't got to spread I hope false not. Yeah, he talked about that. the red eye last night that he yeah, was he's on. He's on a flight, everybody. We, we know where he is. Yeah. He's, he's taking a plane right now. All right. Uh, Penn State coaching updates. Anything? I mean, you know, Matt Langle, the deal is, is basically, like, he's not the target. He's not the guy. Uh, that makes no they're sense. interested that in him. No they're interested in him, but the offer is not. It's not even an offer yet. They basically are saying you're one of ten guys oh, really? that's got to go through the process. And if I'm Matt Langle, <laughs> saying thanks but no thanks, uh, I should be the guy. He's been waiting. Or for one of like two or time. three. I'm not going through a dog and pony show mm. for this thing, right? I've I've accomplished way too much to be put in a group with some assistant coaches. There's no way. There's right. no way. And the money's not at, at the point where it should be either for this job right now to get a guy like Matt Langle. Matt mm-hmm. Langle's going to get paid kind of like Dusty is at, at FAU. Matt Langle's going to get paid a good amount of money, and he'll wait it out for the right job. Penn State's not a good enough job anyway. It's not. Mm-hmm. Penn, you know, Penn is the one that should be all over him too, and they haven't moved. You mean Temple. Temple. Temple, I'm sorry. What did I say? I was also a question I'm tired. What about so what about Mark Schmidt going to uh, to Penn State? Yeah, I mean he could be in the mix. Mike Rhodes, Mike Rhodes would make a lot of sense there too. I don't I don't know if it is. I, it makes a lot of sense for Penn State, but if you're Mike Rhodes, are you leaving VCU for Penn State? No, uh, no, probably not. Right, but it's some of that. That's a, a name I would target. What else we got, Dagan? Uh, I'm going to make this our last one, and then we're going to go toast because yeah, we're, we're all like a little yeah, a little beat up here. Uh, I know Duster's running on like you know. Very low energy level. Fumes. <laughs> um, what is it? We're going to the Final Four next week, obviously. We are? Yeah, we are. Did you <laughs> didn't know that? No. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, we're going. Holy shit. Uh, what is the best Final Four location? Oh, come on. New Orleans. Okay, I didn't know if that was. I didn't know it was. You know, you know what will there. be? Vegas. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Couple of years. New Orleans. <laughs> Poor Dawson. New Orleans. <laughs> There's a rookie in Vegas, and he couldn't couldn't handle it. This, couldn't no, handle I, it. I was I was fine. This one was not my fault. You know this one was not my fault. I can't <laughs> say why. This one is not my fault. It's a lot of blood on your hands. That's all I said. It's a legal matter. <laughs> okay. Go to toast. Toast of the night. We're not doing this again. <laughs> not doing this again. <laughs> not doing this again. Go ahead. It's you. Goodman. Water. Toast of the night. Toast of the night goes to one. Dusty May, baby. How can you not? Dusty May and FAU are going to the Final Four. I'm going to toast all those dudes. Um, You know, again, just incredible. Incredible. Shocking. Like, as shocking to me of a Final Four participant as there's been since I've been covering this game. Mm -hmm. One of the most dominating runs to the tournament I've seen so far in UConn. I mean, they're... They're blitz. They're blitzing people, and it's they're leaving no doubt. There is there not a bread trail of crumbs or whatever. They've eaten all the food, and like good God Almighty, they are beating the tar out of people. Danny Hurley, those guys, their physicality, they're hitting shots. They figured it out. I don't know who beats them. I don't know who beats them. You know, uh, you should toast to you're not gonna, but you should toast to Andrea Hurley. Why? Because like she's got to deal with with Dan <laughs> for the next week. Like, think of how, how nuts he's going to be for the next week. I think that he's 
Oh, he's going to be high level. Can there be a, like another level of nuts? Right. Like, right. Can he get? Can I mean, he he's going to be like crazier? the ups, the downs, the crying. I mean, he was talking to, to yeah, me about he, it. He cried. He's like, I cried seven <laughs> times before the game started. Like before the game, I'm yeah. just so emotional. He said about, to me, "Right, no, this he, may be being the last time I coach these guys." I, I almost had him cry. I, I had him damn close, and he fought it. He knew what I was trying to do. Yeah. He goes, right? he goes I know what you're trying to make him cry. Actually, a direct quote, and he said to Goodman, I know you're trying to make me cry. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to talk about something else. Again. It, was, it was really good. Damn yeah. All right, go ahead. Then he said that he was drinking a bunch of tequila, so my toast is going to go out to Dan Hurley and the Yukon Hushkeys. Andre, fuck the you, Yukon, Jackson, The Yukon Hushkeys. Is that what he's called Andre, them? I'm tired, man. I'm, I'm listening. I messed up earlier. Congrats. I'm listening all over the place. Andre fucking Jackson. Field of 68 after dark. See you tomorrow. See you guys tomorrow. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.